to make sure it doesn't go through for a rush behind. Chris Barkas steps up and buries it! You smell the desperation on the cloud, Jason. I can tell when you ain't lived the shit you've been saying. Wicked to your mates that it's bitter to the taste. Two minutes left in a one-kick game. Tigers lead. Is there a twist left? Atkins out of the middle. Mungles at the half forward. Chaos ball. Stangle. I'm an elephant and that respects so don't expect that they were even. I see the numbers, uh, I hear the laughter. What you hear the struggle there. Now zero to Cam Guthrie. Inside 50. It comes back. Cam's delirious. Guthrie gives them just what they wanted. We in the jungle. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats, a preview episode, the AFLW Week 3 Clash between Collingwood and Geelong. Uh, The intro music there provided by the ever-outstanding Matthew Craig. Go check out that track, Jungle on YouTube, Spotify, etc. Matthew Craig, absolute banger of a track. A ripper artist and a massive cats fan. My name's Jake, and I'm joined, as always, on the Chaff Chat Cats by Sambo and Johnny. How are ya? Uh, much more relaxed than Russell. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No. No. No finals anticipation this time. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little. I'm a little weary. Uh, weary. Not weary. I'm weary, but uh, <laughs> it's just a uh, born instinct and pessimism um but i am i'm a little weary a couple of a couple of big days on the the film jobs with yourself jake mm. uh Absolutely. coming to coming to the coming to the end of a bit of a bit of a run there bit of a bit of a dash to the finish of some some uh film work mm. yeah big stuff mm. big stuff beautiful Definitely. um i ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime Every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. Um, mm, couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. Got to have things put in perspective. And I feel like yeah, uh, BK really provides that perspective that we all need. If anyone's got their grasp firmly on perspective, it's Bobcat. Let there be a thousand <laughs> blossoms bloom. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speaking of blossoms blooming, chaps, uh, this yes. AFLW Cats team off to quite the start. Is this the best start? I think off the top of my head, um, in Cats history, that like AFLW, they've never started two and zero, and and here they are atop the AFLW tree. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's feel it's feeling like. We're in Japan with all these cherry blossoms blooming everywhere. <laughs> That's nice, um, I like it. Yeah, the sound drop. Definitely the best best start to the Cats AFLW season. And is it the first time they've strung a couple of wins together as well? Could yeah, it could be. That? Might might not might not only be the best opening. It might be the best stretch ever. <laughs> yeah. All that hard yeah. work's paying off that we uh, were talking about in the preview preview season pod about all the hard work they've done to put in and it's yes 
gratifying to see it all paying off in spades, especially mm. against Frio. So kept the lowest AFLW score ever. That was that was just a bit of icing on top of the already delicious cake. It was, and uh, like record breaking. Um, immensely satisfying just from the, you know, just even in a vacuum, that performance outside of the historical context was, was pretty bloody satisfying from where I was sitting. Um, but this week is, is a challenge of, of a different sort uh, against the Pies. Obviously, the Cats getting to play down at Kidinia Park. The women's team for Collingwood will actually travel um, to play away games in Geelong. Uh, so credit to them. So the Cats get that home ground advantage, but this is this is a big, big effort required because Collingwood currently sitting two and zip themselves. Um, they beat Sydney last week. They beat Carlton the week before. How are you boys feeling about this matchup against a pretty experienced Collingwood team? We, uh, I was, I was waiting for you. Was I was waiting for you. We've never waited for each no. other once <laughs> in the history of the podcast, Sam, and we both Sam, did it no. at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's either we talk over the top of each other or there's radio silence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, this is. I'll let him post. Um, this is a pretty. Uh, we well, now you have to edit that too. You'll have to edit it out. You're saying you let it in post, and people will be like. What's the editing? What was that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, leave it. Yeah. You gotta leave, it. leave, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. It is it is a big game. Um it's yeah, you gotta feel it. This is still at the stage of a of a win streak where you gotta keep they gotta keep proving themselves each week. It doesn't get it it doesn't get easier. The pressure doesn't alleviate because you've won two. You know what I mean? You can't go, Oh, we've won, we've won two. We can, we can afford to lose one. Uh, it's still at the stage at the moment where it feels within reach that they can keep going. Um, so I think, I think there's going to be, yeah, a lot, a lot riding on this one personally for the team um, to prove themselves. Cause they've got, they've had a couple of different tests with the first two games. Uh, and this third one, I feel is a little bit of a step up and a, and a, and a different test again. Yeah, obviously we played Collingwood last season too. Like this is a team we have a recent history against. Um, I believe we're one and two in three clashes with the Pies. We beat them the first year. I believe we won our first ever AFLW game against Collingwood. From recollection, Nina Morrison kicked a point um, to win the game down at Cadinia Park in our inaugural game, if my memory serves me correctly. Um but last year was, I suppose, a little different. They beat us 45 to 16 in 2021. Uh, last year, they triumphed over us 35 to 24. Now, that was a case where we actually held Collingwood pretty well in the first sort of two thirds of the first half. And they got a little space at the end of the first half and they were able to push away. But it was not a flogging by any means. I mean, Geelong lost 3-6-24 to 5-5-35. So pretty even in scoring shots, Johnny. How different do you, do you think this team is right now versus the team that played uh, Collingwood back in January 
um, you know, it, what, it's a span of, you know, eight months or so. Where do you think, yep. how much growth has happened in that time? Uh, a fair bit of growth. A lot of growth, I reckon. Um, they're looking a lot more confident in themselves, confident in their own abilities and the team. And now, as we said, it's it's the, it's the season of they're going to stop, you know, going near enough is good enough. We're going to want to start winning these games. And that's what they've started doing is near enough isn't good enough for them anymore. What they're, they're actually wanting to go out there and win the games. And I think they're going to be able to beat the Magpies at home. I think they're up, they've got every possible chance. I don't think, I don't think they, they're intimidated by the Pies as they may have been or they're not as wary of Pies as they may have been. There's, yeah, it's just a different, as was been saying about, the other team is, is just a different feel. They feel different, and even though it's relatively the same team. It's just a completely new, exciting team going out there each week. You see Matty uh, um, Pasparkas, Georgie Pasparkas, not Matty, playing really well, playing One day. Fantastic. We'll get her as well. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Nina Morrison, Becky Webster, and... Amy McDonald are just doing what they're doing. Plus, um, Meg McDonald looking back at a dominant best in the back line. So, I think with the talent and the skill improvement and just the all round trust that I think they've got in each other now, mm. they've got every capability of being in the Magpies. And it's it's hard to say how different the Magpies are because I haven't watched one of their games, but mm. just from a cat's side, I think. I think they're, they're going to win. And I think it'll be a real tough, close game like the Tigers game. But I've just got that feeling that the Cats uh, were a bit really disappointing themselves when they played Magpies last year. They had many opportunities to win that game and they just couldn't take those opportunities. Yeah, I, I watched Collingwood play Carlton um, to start off the season. Um, physical. That's how I'd describe them. They're really physical. I, I thought they really bullied the Blues um, in terms of the physicality of their tackling and pressure. Uh, so I expect that kind of a game uh, from from these two teams. Um, that was something that stood out to me watching Collingwood. It's like, yep, this team is really physically sort of domineering. But I don't think this Cats team is the Cats team that we were, you know, two years ago. I think there's more experience uh, and more pre-seasons in the bodies. Um, very able, I think, to stand up physically uh, to the pies. Uh, Sambo, feel free to expand on that. But also, Johnny made a good point. You know, he, he was mentioning all those sort of midfield names. You know, Amy McDonald, Nina Morrison, Prasparkas, Becky Webster, um, around the middle. Stumbled upon an interesting stat while I was writing the other day. Um, and if anyone wants to check out, I've got a full... AFLW week three preview article coming out on a footballworld.com. I'll make sure I put it in uh, on our Twitter feed. But last season, Sambo and Johnny, the Cats ranked second last in disposals per game. They got their hands on the footy 193.4 times on average per game. The only team that was worse was West Coast. This year, uh, well, this season, Season seven, the Cats currently rank second 
in the league for disposals per game. Up to 231.5 disposals per game. Only Melbourne, with 257 per game, has more. One, is that something you've noticed, Sam, that we're getting more of the footy? And how do you think that's happening? Like, why is this happening? Why are we able to get more possessions, more time, you know, with the ball in our hands for this team? Uh, I guess there's a lot, there's probably a lot of factors. A lot of it would be a bit of a shift in focus. I think a lot of it would be being more successful with the shift in focus we already had last season. Like we know last season, we wanted to be more aggressive. We wanted to move the ball quicker, um, bring more of the team into it, moving up the ground, um, not just sort of bomb it long. And I think we saw the effectiveness of that a little bit stop starty last year. It was a bit patchy. Well, last season, sorry. Um, whereas, you know, I think we're, we're looking at, it's not been a big off season, but we're, we're looking at the same focus with a bit more time, a bit more mileage on it. Um, some new faces as well. And I think, I think it's all of those things, the new, new faces, a bit more time playing together with the ones that were there, uh, a bit more time playing under this new direction. I think it goes back to what we were saying about uh, Megatron and Amy McDonald in terms of the way that they're, they're sort of symbolic of the way this team's been liberated a little bit. Um, you know, I think, I think Amy McDonald's disposals have, have been better because they haven't been so desperate just to get it out. You know, we're not, we haven't been under the pump the whole time. We've been setting the tone a little bit more, which I imagine that would allow for more kicks and hand passes that are more likely go- going to hit a target that is in a position to then hit the next target. Whereas some of our stars in the last season or two have got phenomenal numbers, but beyond their, their possession and their disposal, things start to break down. Whereas this time, you know, as we've said, they've seen like, you know, Amy McDonald's seen like she hasn't so much more purpose. She's not only able to like lay a tackle um, and win the ball or pick up the ball and avoid a tackle, and then dispose of it, but dispose of it incredibly efficiently and have faith in the structure around it and the push up the ground too. the, um, the faith in your, in your teammates and your structure to push up and be another option, not just dispose of it and then get ready to repel the next attack, dispose of it and move into the next position in space, keep that structure shifting. Um, I imagine, I, I feel like that's got to have play a huge part in it that um, more people are, <laughs> more proficient but also just more aware of of the way they can affect the game going forwards yeah um johnny uh, like the the that sort of borne out in the stats too i'm sure we brought this up on the recap um mm-hmm. like amy mcdonald in 2021 was averaging about 233 meters gained uh per game Last season, that was down at about 208 metres gained per game. Through two games this year, uh, she's 271 metres gained per game. So it's like career best attacking and driving the team forward. Who are some of those other players for you, John, that are sort of, they look like they're playing sort of liberated footy. Like, obviously, we've got, Amy McDonald's and that sort of thing. Are there other names to, that come to mind for you? It's like they're not necessarily playing 
better. Like they might have had the stats last year or seasons by, but it but it's a more effective, damaging style of footy. Any that sort of spring to mind for you? I reckon Julia Crockett Grills. I think she looks a bit more free. She looks a bit more comfortable doing what she's doing. I, I think she's happy playing that. As Sam has said in the, I think the um, recap, playing that Gary Rowan type, you know, role in that pressure forward, bring lots of pressure, sneaking a goal here and there, which she did against Frio. Um, yeah, I think she's playing really well, and um, I'll say. It's Chloe interesting Shear. just 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 to back up what you're saying there with the stats on Julia Crocker Grills. Um, she's getting back more towards that career average in terms of driving the ball, you know, and and getting, you know, attacking movement with the ball. Um, in last season, Crockett Grills was averaging just 88 meters gained per game. Um, and this year she's up to 133. So she's like plus, you know, nearly plus 50 meters per game gained. So that definitely backs that up, like what you're saying, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a real bonus for the Cats, having that manic person just bring that pressure mm. constantly. And it drives the team forward. It drives the other guys forward as well. It gives them a purpose to, you know, they look over and they see Julie Grills going hard at each contest. They're like, oh, shit, I should be doing that as well. I should be getting in there and helping out. And I also think Liv Fuller, um, that she's been having a real good start to her season. Absolute cracker. Been great in a ruck. Um, great on ground as well. Driving it forward, defending. I think she's also feeling a lot more comfortable knowing that she's pretty secure in that ruck position now. Mm. And it's going to be hard to leave her out of the side. And her and Kate Darby in that ruck, I think, is a killer combination. I think they've found a really good combination because they're very similar type players. Mm. But, you know, it's, you know, like for like when one goes on the bench, the other one comes on and really haven't lost a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Liv Full is one we've mentioned on both podcasts. Like we're, we're definitely feeling like she's playing kind of career best um, footy. I, I would say, I was just trying to have a look at some of her numbers. She's averaging three clearances um, per game this season. Last year, she was averaging 1.3. So she's more than doubled her output in terms of clearances. Um, if you have a look at her hitouts, um, let's just bring this up and it's going to be slow to bring it up. So she was averaging 10.7 last year. She's averaging 16 this year so um uh, that's massive to have like a, a ruck like that um establishing herself because that was a, i'm sure that we did that in our in our um you know our grades the wheel of grades it was like the cats really need one of these rucks to step up and make that number one spot theirs whether it's reen Karras or Liv fuller Liv fuller's really done that um where are you at with like this team, Sam? Like, where do, do you think we can go in and beat this Collingwood team? Like, do you, you're, you are you now firmly of the mindset that we should roll up, you know, most weeks and 
be expecting not only to compete, but come away with the four points. Do you think they can consider themselves in that sort of area as a team, the Cats? Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if we win, if we do win against the Pies, I think we cement ourselves in that kind of a, of a position. Um, it's going to be, like you said, we've got recent history with the Pies, so it's going to be a little bit me- better of a measuring stick, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, to see where we're legitimately legitimately at but i think i think we're in with a really good chance i i do i think we're uh as john said it's a just a, it's a different vibe um the new faces have helped the faces that are still there seem more confident more liberated more um more in tune with their teammates and aware of the 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 specific tasks and roles that they need to play around the ground uh and i think the element of surprise could help us catch the pies but you know on the on the <laughs> on the back foot as well um, because, you know, if they are, um, if they are as good as, as improved as we feel like they are, I don't think the pies will be ready for it. So I think, I think we stand a really good chance. Uh, I think there's a lot of elements in our favor. Um, in some ways there's, we've got nothing to lose. Uh, in other ways, the pressure will be really on, you know, within the club room. So I think. I think from an outsider perspective, I don't think we'd, there'd be anything to sniff at if we lose this game. But internally, I, I have no no reason to feel like they shouldn't be going for the four points here. You know what I mean? Like they, they shouldn't be coming out with with every intention and desire and opportunity to to walk away with the chocolates. Totally Absolutely. agree. You go, Johnny. Yeah. As I was say, I totally, like you were saying, totally agree. I, I can't see any reason why they want to be thinking for the four points. I, I think this year, every game, I can't see them not thinking of going, we can win this. Why can't we? Why shouldn't we be able to win this? So they should be thinking this game is winnable, next week's winnable. And it's you know, sort of like last, the first season of this year, it was sort of like, if we can get close, we've got that chance to win. Now this season, it's like, when we get when we when we go out there, we're going to win because we've got that capabilities now and we've got the the talent and the confidence and yeah, I just agree. It's like what's stopping them from not thinking they can't get the four points each and every single week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like and, and just I love throwing these little stats out at you too. Um, Cats only had one player average double-digit contested possessions last season. That was Amy McDonald. Um, this year, we've got three players averaging double-digit. Amy McDonald's averaging 16. She averaged 13.5 last year, so that's up. Prasparkas is averaging 12.5. Um, Nina Morrison, 10.5. Um, those three players, uh, if you split up their contested versus uncontested possessions. Those three average more contested possessions per game than uncontested. So that's like that that engine room um, for the Cats there with McDonald, Prasparkas, and Morrison. Um, I, I'm, I am kind of bullish on how the Cats can play. I, I think everyone's sort of... Uh, they've downgraded a little bit what we've achieved, you know, with Richmond, you know, the game against Richmond... Um, the game then against Frio as well. But those were impressive 
defensive displays. Like I know that the the attack sort of stuttered and sputtered against the Tigers until right at the death, and it took us a half before we really put it on the board against Frio. But the defensive effort has been really consistent. Um, as I think this is a good acid test for it because Collingwood are probably the most high-powered offense um, that the Cats will have played. But, you know, the Tigers went and put four goals three on the Crows last week. You know, we held them to one goal five. So I, I think Frio, the, the week before uh, they played us, uh, put four goals three on the Lions. And we held them to one behind. So I think people are probably underrating the impressive nature of what Geelong's achieved on the defensive side of things. But we'll definitely need more. We, I don't think we're going to win kicking three goals nine this this week. I think you need to go sort of more 50, closer to 50-50, um, in my opinion. Um, it's interesting, chaps, like looking ahead too. So we've got, the Pies this week. Next week, it's North Melbourne down in Tasmania. So two pretty tough games against experienced opponents. Then you got St Kilda down at Cadinia Park. So three games against established sides. So good tests. The Dogs after that. So we've got a month now of really seeing where this team um, is at. We play Essendon. After that, now an expansion team, but an expansion team, the only expansion team that's or, that already has a win. We go Eagles, the Crows, um, and finish with the Swans. So the, the Cats only get two of the expansion teams this season, um, and one of them we get right in the last round. So they will have had plenty of time to sort of gel and, and, and find the speed of the game. Anyone want to make any predictions about this game? Not just on score. Got any feels? Anyone got any sort of feels about anything that could sort of happen? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think, I think so too. Maybe four goals, four goals, five, and I think the Pies will be maybe two, two goals, six. Yeah, and I think I think that the, the, the I think the strength of our defensive play may frustrate the pies i think maybe we may ruffle their feathers a bit and that might help us get over the top if they're if they you know waves are crashing against us and we're we're not sort of conceding too much with the strength of our defense um so as long as we can capitalize up front off the back of that yeah i think i think we're in a good good spot to to frustrate them absolutely oh, yeah and going back to your thing about the defensive team I, I i think you're right i think that people in the media aren't really taking into account how Good to defences for the Cats team. And I think they should because, you, know, you know, four goals uh, for Fremantle the first week and then four goals for Richmond after. That's just and what one goal and a point against the Cats. That just that's, just doesn't happen because they're not kicking straight. That's because of good defensive units playing their role, doing their job extremely well. And, you know, I think, the, I think Collingwood would, would be doing their homework on the Cats' defence. They would have to. You know, it's, if if they're not, then they're not really... They're showing a bit of disrespect to the Cats as a team if they're not looking at our defensive team. 100% agree there. Um, I've picked the Cats by a point, um, I believe, in my prediction. I think they do get over the top. I think the home crowd gets along. Um, 
And if we're at three and zip with wins over the Tigers, Freo and and Pies, then then you can start as a fan. I wouldn't want to do it as a team to start thinking about finals. But as a fan, I'll be starting to think. If you can go three wins from three, I think you're putting yourself in a 10-game in season in a really, really good position. And the confidence that would come from this, uh, I think this is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to really see where we're at um, after, you know, three weeks of the season. I like it. I also want to see, I want to see some reward um, for Jacqueline Parry. She does a lot of contested work, like speaking about, you know, the contested versus um, uncontested breakdown. She's averaging nine and a half disposals per game. Six and a half of those are contested. So, so she's only getting three uncontested possessions per game, um, still managing to get 189 uh, meters gained on those nine and a half disposals per game. So I've, I've enjoyed Jacqueline Parry's work. I'd just like to see her get a bit of reward for effort. Um, she's kicked a couple of behinds so far this season. She's had some chances around goal. Um, so I, I, I'd like to... I, I would. I agree with you, John. I want to see us go kick four or five goals um, and, you know, at, at minimum... See the. I would like to see the forward line look as functional as possible, but even if not that, I would like to see us shut another team down and frustrate another team for a third week in a row. Because I think then if they've done it against the Tigers, the Dockers, and the Pies, then you can go. Well, this is the season expectation. This is what we expect every time Geelong fronts up in the AFLW. That's the standard that we're going to grind teams, even if we're not putting a heap on the board. We can expect that defensive effort every single week. Any thoughts, gents? No, yeah, I agree. I, re I reckon we could probably win by a, an even greater margin. I, I, I reckon we can win by a couple of goals. I do. I Whoa. like if 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 the forward line gets on song. I really think we can frustrate the pies. Um, and you know we're starting to find these avenues to goals. We're starting to see you know Nina Morrison and Julia Crocker Grills, but Prasparkas is is pretty pretty handy and reliable in front of goal um yeah i i do i think i think it will be a low scoring game but i think we can frustrate them for long enough and we may maybe able to pile on some towards the end i like it i'm excited to watch this game remember guys you can go and watch like it for 10 p.m 4 10 p.m down at cadinia park if you can get along, if you're down in the Geelong area, go and watch. Go and pack the stands and support mm. this team because the seeds are definitely starting to sprout. Um, you could say that... Let there be a thousand blossoms bloom. Um, for this Cats team because there's definitely the foundation of a really great team being laid here uh, at really important positions. So they need the fans there to get behind them. And if you can't get there, watch them on TV. Um, Get around the AFLW Cats. With that, I think we're done. I think that's it for this preview episode of The Chaps. Um, make sure you go and subscribe. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go and make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app of choice so that when we release one of our two to three episodes a week, you get a little ding. The Chaps have released another episode. Um, massive thank you to the listeners too, because we're we're going to smash 
we've absolutely obliterated our record for most listens in a seven-day period this last week. We're on the way to smashing our monthly record again, which will be like the seventh month in a row. So you guys who are listening and coming on the journey are absolute fucking champions. Absolutely. Fantastic. Mm. Good. Very, very good. Sam, you look like you need to, like, you look you look about how I feel, that we need to go and pass out and sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wary. I still don't know if my, it's my internet or not, but it, everything's really choppy at my end. So I'm being very, ah. I'm being very, very uh, silent because I don't want to jump in at the wrong point and I don't want to speak too long because I don't know where <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. The, the internet waters be choppy tonight. There I don't was know also... Where from. Two for 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 a serious a few listeners saying I need a full meditation track, so we might do that. Until next time, go cats! Go cats! Go cats!